Welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. We are powered through Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. This is our 60th episode and I wanted to do something a little different. This is, I, I remember when I was used to watch MTV Unplugged. This is an unplugged, stripped down version of our Church Unfiltered episodes. I wanted to just change it up. And then let me be honest, this is coming out on Labor Day. So this Labor Day weekend. And so I just did not want to do a bunch of editing and cleaning it up and doctoring it up. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about how traditional churches can reach the next generation, how traditional churches can reach the next or the emerging generations. We usually, when we talk about emerging or new generations, we're talking about millennials, Gen Z as well. So that's what we're looking at on today. We're going to look at five different ways, five different ways that a traditional church can reach millennials, Gen Z, emerging generations. It is time. If this past couple of years have not taught us anything, it should have taught us that it is time for our millennials, for our Gen Zers to be able to step up and lead. Typically in a church, Gen Zers are those young, young uh, 20-somethings around this time. They are typically around 20-something. They are the ones that are now having little babies. Uh, that is the Gen Zers and also, of course, millennials, the tail end of millennials are raising young families as well. Then there's my generation, which is Generation X, Generation X. Um, I am 50. I am 50. And and so Gen Xers are that generation. We came up. We are the MTV generation. We came up with MTV, Star Wars and all of that stuff. So. Um, that is us. And so we are typically the ones who are, who have have grabbed the baton and we are running with it in churches, a lot of churches, but then we have baby boomers. We have the baby boomer generation, which is our parents' generation, which are the ones who are our seasoned saints, our senior saints within the churches. And so we have so many different generations that are probably within most of the churches that represented our on our listeners but I want to talk about how do you how do you how does a traditional church reach the emerging generations those younger generations millennials gen zers and those coming behind them and so I want to I want to share a few things I want to share five ways five ways that a traditional church can do that um traditional older churches tend to struggle reaching the millennial or emerging generation crowd and churches are seeing a drifting away of young people even before, even before COVID, even before the pandemic broke, especially once they hit college age. Uh, emerging generations feel disconnected or simply disinterested in the programs and atmosphere of the traditional church. So here are five suggestions, five suggestions in how to reach These emerging generations. Number one, number one, ask the tough questions. Ask the tough questions. One of the most difficult steps in reaching emerging generations is for church leaders to examine the church's structure and style, structure and style. Uh, You may want to conduct a survey that asks things like this. Is the service too long? Is the atmosphere too stuffy? Is service just plain boring? 
The pastor and leadership should not be the people answering these questions. I need to say that again. If you're going to do a survey asking, is service too long? Is it too stuffy? Is it too boring? The staff should not be the ones answering that question. I don't know what happens in many church. Well, I do know what happens in many churches. The staff is the one who determines or or key volunteer leaders are the ones who determine the direction of the church without hearing from the church members themselves. I think I just said a mouthful right there. This is worth this stripped down episode of Church Unfiltered right there. Too many churches, the direction of the church is being determined by people who are who are who are impacted quite differently than the average member sitting in the pew or sitting in a chair. You need to ask those individuals what's happening with the church. What's their interpretation or their perspective of how church is going? Ask the tough questions. Sit down with millennials, Gen Zers. Sit down with them and ask them, how do you think church is going? How do you think um, we are doing as far as serving others and reaching others. How do you think the worship experience is going? Ask the tough questions. But let me say this. You have to be ready to to hear the truth. And the truth sometimes is going to offend you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to it's going to. But ultimately, it's going to help you because a lot of times we don't want to ask these questions because we we kind of know the truth. We kind of know service is a little too long. Again, COVID helped to shape that, to shift that, because now the average length of service is about 65 minutes, whereas before people were going on for two hours, hour and a half, two hours for church service. That is simply too long in today's in today's estimation. And I'm not suggesting that you have to do 65 minutes of service or less, um, but you have to ask the tough questions, ask the tough questions about or ask the tough questions from emerging generations, get their answers, get their responses and get ready for the truth. Because I gonna tell you this, millennials, Gen Zers are very blunt. They can be very blunt. They can be very direct. But here's the great thing about them. They will tell you the truth. They will be unfiltered. So pastors, church leaders, are you ready to hear the truth? Ask the tough questions. Number two of five ways a traditional church can reach the emerging generation. Start a contemporary service. Let's face it. The average worship service is likely geared towards baby boomers or Generation X. Start a service if you really want to reach millennials and Gen Zers. Start a service that is designed by led by and promoted by millennials, Gen Zers. Integrate a few key traditional elements such as scripture recitation or or communion. You don't want to get away from your, your basic tenets of your faith. You want to make sure that you have those, but you want to also make sure that the atmosphere, the vibe of that service is one that is reaching emerging generations. Treat this service, be careful with this, let's listen to this closely. Treat this service with equal respect and attention. It could become 
the blueprint for where the church as a whole needs to go. (laughs) I need you guys to get that. Your contemporary service might become the blueprint of where the church as a whole needs to go. Here's the tough. I know this is tough. I don't even like saying this, but guess what? We're not going to be here forever. We need to make sure that we are thinking ahead, thinking for the future, thinking for what's coming next. And so starting a contemporary service might be the key to you doing that, whether you start that on uh, Saturday or you started on. Here's another way you started online. We've seen online church works Online church works. I know we're still fighting it. I know we're still trying to figure out, is this real? Is this legitimate? Yes, it is. We have the majority of the church that I serve at. We, the majority of our membership is online. That would be such a disgrace for us to consider them not legitimate. What sense would that make? They are funding the church. They are serving the various ways in various ways that we have. We have different events and activities. They are the church. So start a contemporary service, whether it's online or a Saturday service or an an additional service on Sunday. Start a contemporary service. So ask the tough questions, those two. And then number three, identify causes to support. Identify causes or events or social causes to support. Uh, Emerging generations want to make a meaningful impact. That's very important to understand. Millennials and Gen Zers want to do something that is significant. They want to make sure that they are part of something that is that that cares about major causes. Identify a community or global cause that the church can support and allow these young adults to take the lead in bringing awareness about that issue. Once again, I have to warn you. The cause this group selects might stretch a traditional church to reach people who have normally been ignored by the church. We're going to talk in the coming episode. We're going to talk about one of the young adults. I'll never forget just a couple of years ago, one of our young adult staff members came to me and said, hey, can we do an expose, if you will? Can we do something regarding the use of marijuana? Can we do that? And I, I was like, oh, OK, that's interesting. And and so I began to think about it. I'm like, OK, can we handle that? Can we handle talking about the use of marijuana? Well, so many people are doing it. It's becoming legalized, all of these different things. So why is the church? Why is the church afraid to even talk about it or address it? Is that a church issue? And, you know, we could debate that we could go back and forth on that. But the fact that so many people are engaging in it and want to know and understand, am I doing something illicit? Am I doing something immoral if I take take part in using this? That's something like that. Identify causes to support. What if if someone comes to you and say that they want to support uh, equal rights for all? including for same-sex marriages, or they say that they want to support uh, abortion rights or different things like that. You have to be crystal clear on on your church's stance, on your church's stance. There have been times that I've been at churches where people wanted to deal with those issues, and I did not do it because the church was not ready to give an official stance 
on on how to approach certain issues. So you got to be careful with that. But there are a myriad of causes to support different things like that. When I was pastoring, we we partnered with the city of San Antonio um, who were seeking to get kids of color adopted. That was a big success. In the sense of we had people, we had couples, we had families, friends that we knew that began to look into adopting uh, these kids of color, which, by the way, is a tremendous cause because oftentimes kids of color are the last ones to get adopted if they do at all. That's an incredible cause to support. So things like that. So millennials, Gen Zers would jump on top of things like that. But help talk to them. Ask them what causes are out there that you'd be willing to support. Number four is a big one. Higher emerging generation staff, higher millennials, higher Gen Zers. Be intentional about shaping the life of the church by hiring emerging generations for key roles. That's a big one. Not just any any kind of role or something that's in the background, but for key roles such as your youth pastor, your worship director or even assistant pastor. Avoid hiring a token millennial or Gen Zer and strive to truly make your staff reflect who you are trying to reach. When I came to the church with serving, I'm serving at now. Uh, the, the, the average age was 40 plus. It was 40 plus, actually 45, even 40, 40, 45. It was only a f- couple of people who were under 40. Literally, it was only a couple of people who were under 40. Now, if you look at the staff, now, if you look at our staff, the majority of our staff has become, it was, it's basically half and half. And actually it's tipped the scale that the majority of the staff is 40 and under. Why did we do that? Why did we do that? The pastor and I, we we were intentional about making sure that we're looking to the future. We're looking ahead. And because they keep us on our toes, they keep us going. They know they, they have different ideas. They have different drive. They keep us on our toes. Now, let me say this. If you hire millennials and Gen Zers, you have to learn how to interact, how to supervise, how to work with them. It is different. They totally have a different type of mindset than Gen Xers and baby boomers. You've got to realize that it's different. It's been a struggle at times for me to supervise, um, to supervise or work with the emerging generations sometimes because I'm, I'm like, I will hear I don't understand why you're approaching it this way or looking at it this way. And they're they're looking at me like, I don't understand why you're approaching it or looking at it this way. And we have different work styles and and work, even work ethics. But they're great. These young people are young adults are incredible. They are awesome. They are they are creative and they are innovative and they have drive. You want to hire emerging generation. You want to hire millennials, Gen Zers on staff or put them in key volunteer roles, put them in key volunteer roles. I know that that's hard at a traditional church because a lot of times we want to hold on to the position that we've had. We want to hold on until Jesus comes back. But you have to understand if you are a person who has a ministry lead role that God wants you to pour into others. 
Every one of us should have a Timothy that we're pouring into. Every one of us should have a Paul that we're learning from. And so it's important for us to do that, pour into someone else. And then the fifth and final thing, as far as uh, ways a traditional church can reach millennials is a little bigger and similar to starting a contemporary service. I encourage you guys to do that. That's that's the the, the simplest, if you will, um, approach to doing a, a new style or a new way of doing worship service. But the fifth one is consider planting a church. It is easier to plant a church that is attractive to, or start a service that to, that is attractive to millennials and Gen Zers than to shift a traditional church in that direction. I need you to hear that. It's easier to start a new service or plant a church that is attractive to millennials and Gen Zers than it is to shift a traditional church in that direction. Obviously, not all churches are in a position to plant a church, but some are affiliated with denominational groups that can help a traditional older church might do well in developing. Listen to this, developing a young leader and planting him or her in a strategic part of town. Maybe what you can do, maybe you don't have the resources to to start a church, to plant a church. I understand that many churches might not have that, although I would love to sit down and talk with you because if you really look at your budget, if you really look at what you are spending money on, you probably do have the resources to plant a church. But the key is developing leaders to do so. Can you imagine if you are a traditional church pastor, if you are a a pastor of a traditional church, of a church that's a little older, can you imagine developing that youth pastor, that young adult pastor, developing that person into or that evangelism director or whatever, developing that person, that minister into a capable and able pastor and plant them in a key part of the city or plant them in a, in a city nearby or whatever, whatever you can afford to do or whatever you have the drive to do. Can you imagine the blessing from that? Consider it, consider it, consider it. Millennials and Gen Zers desire authenticity. So make sure that when you're implementing one of these ideas, whether it is asking, sitting down, asking the tough questions, surveying them, when you are doing that or starting contemporary service, or identifying causes to support, or when you hire millennial staff or volunteers, uh, or if you consider or you raise up a young leader and you plant that person, make sure that you are being authentic with it. Make sure that you are not doing this to 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 promote yourself or to to get rid of somebody or to get them off to the side. Instead, that you are genuinely investing in the life of the next generations. The goal is to develop young adults as leaders who will eventually lead the church. Remember, we're not going to be here forever. Even they won't be here forever. So you need to teach them, model them how to pour into the next generation because there's another generation that's coming. And we want to make sure that they have what they need to serve the Lord. 
Five ways traditional church can reach millennials. I really like this stripped down version of Church Unfiltered. I might do this again. 60 episodes. Thank you all for for listening, for subscribing. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you need help in reaching millennials, Gen Zers, please, I would love to sit down and talk with you. I have a group of millennials and Gen Zers that I can bring along with me or we can get on the Zoom and they can tell you, they can tell you what you should do or or possibly can do to reach their generation. I would love to sit down and do that with you. Just give me a call and contact me at info at breakthroughonline.org. Email me at info at breakthroughonline.org. This is Dr. Anthony Cobbs and this has been Church Unfiltered.